Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Next stop, Graham Street. And Brian in the khaki shorts. Your GNL energy bill went up 60% this month. Seems like you'd want to know. Stand clear of the closing doors. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like increases to a recurring bill, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply. Or do they teach you to talk like this in some Panama City sailor want a hump hump bar? Or is this getaway day and your last shot at his whiskey? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Hey, it's Sugar Shane coming at you. Got another episode here of Sanctuary with Sweet Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Here's Billy D's. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, too many S's in that. I think. <laughs> I think I'm going to it makes you It makes me end up messing up whistling <laughs> when I'm trying to say it. Yeah, Matt's listening. Yeah. He's on. Matt is. Uh, cool. Cool. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so you say it like Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, and you start whistling it out, and you know. Used to have I used to have a really good mic. I blew Yeti in the damn thing for some reason. I can't get it programmed with any of these other computers, and I had a screen that I had over it and it filtered out everything you said. And I miss that mic, man. I really do. It was a really good mic. How you been? I've been okay. Been doing pretty good. Had a few days, good few days. I had a day off, and tomorrow's going to be off. And then uh, back oh, cool. to work Saturday, cool. working in the evening. But uh, <clears throat> at least I get to I work Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And then I, I work Wednesday. And Wednesday night's the first night I have to work with some kinds of deals. So, hey, <laughs> Matt knows what I'm talking about. So that ain't too bad. It'll be a pretty good week. Uh, I want to make a, you know, I work in a deli. Right, right. And I've made an observation in the last few months or so. We'll get something, certain customers that come up. And this might be, it's not trying to be petty. I know it sounds stupid, but to me, it's just like, what the hell are you talking about? People will come up there and they'll say, I want a light pound or a heavy pound or a heavy, heavy half pound or a light half pound. What the hell is that? Do you want a well, half what, pound or do you not want a half pound? Well, what they mean <laughs> is, what they mean is, is, Obviously, when you ask for a half a pound, a lot of times it's not exactly a half a pound. So if you're going to go one way or the other, go to the lighter side is what that means. Uh, I, I mean, I know what they mean, but to me it's just like, say a third, <laughs> say, say something. Just, you know, don't matter. You know, when you go to get paid at the end of the week, do you say, hey, could you give me a light paycheck this week? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I don't say nothing to them. I just go, okay. Usually if they want a heavy half pound, I just give them two thirds. <laughs> That's all I do. I just give them two thirds, say hell with it. I might even go up to three fourths, you know, whatever the case may be, but just weird. And then we had another comment I heard this week. I won't name any names. Not in my department, but another department. And I know they don't listen, so I ain't got to worry about it. I don't know if they have the capability. But this person said that they're a dude. And I know people have sex changes. I'm not saying anything about that. You know, I can't say I relate because I don't. I have no understanding at all how you wake up one morning and want to be a different sex. That's just me. Not knocking it. Not judging you if you do. But we got this guy, and he says that he don't say he wants to be a girl. He said he was born wrong and was supposed to be a girl. Now, that I don't understand. Maybe there's some medical terminology there I don't get. I don't right. understand. I mean, does the chromosomes come down the canal and go, whoa, whoop, took a wrong turn, go this way. I mean, I don't, you know, did they get lost? I don't understand that aspect. But I don't know. Maybe there is a medical thing there that you were supposed to be. I don't know. But I don't, like I said, not knocking him, but that's what he told, he told everybody. That he was supposed to supposed to be a girl. I mean, that's like saying I was supposed to be black, or I was supposed to be Chinese. <laughs> right. So, I mean, so that doesn't make no sense. I, mean, I could say I was supposed to be anything. I was supposed to be born in the billions of dollars, but I got the wrong dad. <laughs> but well, what they're talking about is. Gender identity, which is different than what sex you are. Right. And uh, that's a whole other discussion. Well, Molly Cyrus, she's gender, I guess. She says she's both now, I guess. I don't know. That's what I said on, I think, the last or one or the one before that. She's come out and said she, she, she relates to not really being a sex. Right. Now, I can understand if you're, what's that, a Aphrodite or something? What's that called? Aphrodite? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's yeah. different. Yeah, that, that's, that's a physical thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But if if you're born with one, I don't know how you would, you know, what would make a difference. Yeah, that's how Bat said, "Be who you truly are." It's your life, you know. And I agree. But in the same aspect, if you're not having any issues with your gender or anything, like I've heard. That was his name. Bruce Jenner regrets doing what he did. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not positive, but I, I'm not going to say this was for sure 100%. That's just what I've heard. And it's a you know you want to, if you go to do something like having those operations, you need to think about it before you do it. That's for damn sure. Make sure it's going to be your final choice. You know, it's like it's, it's like the me it's like that show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Well, who wants to change your gender? Is that your final answer? Well, you got to make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a re- yeah. You got to make sure that you want to. I was locked up with a guy that did, or he had the first part done. He hadn't had the top done yet. It didn't phase me any, because I knew he wasn't going to do nothing to me. I mean, I just you know he 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 vowed volunteered information. I just said okay. It didn't affect me any, but 
You know, I'm just saying, I think more people need to be themselves. Like I said on a thing I did the other week, people talk about reinventing themselves. Reinventing yourself does not mean changing your personality. Reinventing yourself does not mean changing who you are. It means changing your avenue you're taking. Go a different destination, but you should always be you. Yeah. Because because the thing about it is, let's say you fake something and you get into business or whatever you're trying to do. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do in life. It could be entertainment. It could be mowing the grass. I don't give a shit. But you fake something, and you try not to be you, eventually you is going to come out. So why fake it? Right, right. Could you imagine me going in and trying not to be me? Hell, in two weeks, I'm going or less, my personality, as strong as it is, is going to eventually bleed through. There's no point in trying to fake being something else. So if I can, I mean, I got to be me, you know, I just, so be yourself. I mean, don't be an asshole. I mean, there's difference. I mean, there's, there's personality traits you might want to change <laughs> to better yourself. But as far as your, your, you know, being who you are, be who you are. That's all I got to say on that. I'm going to let you start us off on this topic because I know a little bit about it, but I'm sure you're a little bit more well-versed than I am on this Trump Jr. thing going on. About the uh, deal with the lawyer and all that. I mean, what's happened right. in the last few days, anyway? Well, he did an interview on Fox News the other night, and of course they they handed him a lot. It was a Sean Hannity, and oh, yeah. yeah, they they lobbed him a lot of softballs as far as questions go. And, and basically, the long and the short of it was is that he got an email. Trump Jr. did. And the idea was that supposedly a Russian lawyer, and we can put that in quotation marks because apparently she was a Russian national. But it's undetermined whether she had any direct ties to the government as far as I know. But anyway. The only thing I found it was she was supposed to have been involved with a guy that was uh, being investigated over here or something for money, money laundering. Yeah, but well, that had nothing to do with the meeting as far oh, as that. Oh, no, no, it right. didn't. Right, yeah. Did. Trump Jr. apparently got an email that he was supposed to meet with somebody that had some dirt, for lack of a better word, on Hillary Clinton. And uh, he, he took the meeting. And that's what a lot of people, rightly or wrongly, are upset about, that he took the meeting. because well, politicians do that. Yeah, but the the idea was that that a foreign government was offering up information, and he took the meeting. That that was that's what makes it, especially, a, an adversarial foreign government. So a lot of people are upset about the fact that he took the meeting and and didn't notify someone in the government, the FBI. What have you? And I guess the FBI director that's being interviewed for the for the nomination, he he did say that anytime a a foreign state introduces something like that to tip an election, that you know the FBI should be notified during his interview here on TV the other day. So, with that being said, a lot of people are. You know, liberals in particular, and and a lot of Republicans all agree that this should have been handled a lot better. Now, even Trump Jr. during that yeah. interview did say, in retrospect, I, I should have handled that differently. Now, 
it's kind of it's hard to determine whether where the 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 part of this that that could potentially be criminally illegal i'm kind of wishy-washy on that now right. I, here again I, i'm not an expert on this and and quite frankly international law and all that stuff is very complicated there's probably a lot of disagreement in the legal community about this but for example if i'm at the republican convention and i'm working for the nominee and somebody comes up to me and whispers in my ear and says bill we got some information on your opponent. We're from France, okay? And we just want you to know A, B, and C. Go check this out. Now, let's say I do turn it over to the FBI. I, 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 I do all that stuff, and it turns out to be true, and it crushes my opponent when the news comes out about it. Now, did I do anything wrong necessarily? Probably not. Okay, I got this information. I gave it to the FBI. It turned out to be true. And there's no, that's, you know, it's out of my hands. All right. But let's say in that same situation, somebody comes up to me on the floor of the convention and says, Hey, Bill, I'm from France. Okay. And I got some information about your opponent. But before I give it to you, okay, I want to make a deal. When right. your guy gets in, I want him to do A, B, and C for us. Yeah. Okay. Now you have a completely different situation. That a completely happens, different situation. That sure happens. It does. Oh yeah, it happens. I mean, uh, that's one of the things that I've been not saying that this is based on facts because it's not based on actual events. But I believe the show is very factual about things that happen in politics. And that House of Cards. That's pretty much what they're showing is how. You know, chess pieces removed, so to speak, to put other things into play and get bills passed and all that kind of stuff. And I believe it's, I believe it's accurate in the sense of I think that kind of stuff happens. If you get a chance to watch the show, that's what I said. I really believe right. it's that accurate that politicians do do that. I think there's people that make promises and whatever in order to get votes and, you know, especially with companies and, you know, and the big businesses and things like that. Yeah, I think it happens. I mean, I don't think it's right, but I think it happens. Right, right. And and then there's a lot of, you know, exactly what did go on. It's it's one thing if a foreign entity comes up with some information that objectively is is is, you know, something bad about your opponent. It's another thing if they illegally obtain things, whether it be getting into their email or getting into what have you. So you have a lot of blurred lines here. And I, I just don't know that. And we've talked about this before. I just don't know that a smoking gun is going to appear on this. No, I don't think so either. No, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen either. I, th I don't think there's enough there to do anything. Yeah, unless, unless mean, something unless something comes up. I mean, you just, just don't trying know. To get, but, just trying to yeah. get information on an opponent. That's that's not enough to really do anything. First of all, Trump wasn't. There's no proof that Trump Senior was completely in, was involved. None whatsoever. I mean, from what I've seen, it was done behind his back. From what I've re heard about and everything else. And I mean, the worst case scenario is Trump Junior, whatever position he's holding. He does. He claims he don't hold one, right? 
That is correct. As it stands right now, he has no official position in the government. Well, they can't fire him. He can't step down from something he ain't standing on. So I don't know what the hell. You, there's nothing that's going to happen. So that's what well, un- yeah, unless unless they can prove he unless he can prove while he was working for the campaign that he did something illegal. Right. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing there. I don't think. Now, Jared Kushner was apparently in that meeting, too. Now, he's in a little bit of a different boat because he is an official of the government. Right. And he also has top secret clearance. And that's what's making a lot of people nervous. The Let's call it the optics of this. You have people at the highest level of government. You have people who are, you know, in the highest level of government of the most powerful country on Earth. And they have top secret clearance. And they're having these, let's call it unorthodox or CD or whatever the word is that you want to use, meeting with shady people from a foreign government or at least have an association with a foreign government to conspire to dig up dirt on an opponent in an American election. And now they're sitting in, in the seats of power. So the optics of this is very nerve-wracking for a lot of people, and I do understand that. I do understand that. And to my knowledge, I never remember – I do not remember a time when something like this happened. Yeah. This, this, is, um, this is very, very new. Yeah, it's not ever happened before. I think it's because we got Donald Trump in office, to be honest. And not so much I'm saying it's necessarily anything he's done in particular as so much that – not saying he's been a saint. With his mouth and stuff on Twitter and and everything he's done, trying to you know, while some people don't like the sanctions he's done with the with the countries, I can also, on one hand, see the aspect of it. I don't, I'm not so blocked that I don't understand where he's coming from. Not saying that you know, I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'd have to look into all the avenues of it, but I do understand where he's coming from in that particular deal. Don't know a whole lot about his health bill, and I don't even know that it's going to go through be quite honest but uh or if it's going to happen but i think a lot of it is because he became president and you got the liberals that don't want him that are extremes now you've got celebrities everywhere stepping up because they didn't want him to be now so they got to make a big step you know deal out of it so that's my thing that's why i think it's that's why i think we're at where we're at right now uh, ideology is like extreme in this country right now. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Like I, I had a guy on on their Facebook the other day. I put a post about something. I forget what it was, and it wasn't nothing major. He, he didn't get it, but you know, become an ass or nothing. But he wanted me to listen to Sean Hannity on uh, about the thing you were talking about, and I just put I don't listen to Sean Hannity. I said he's biased, so I don't listen to him. I said, and then he said something else. It's about CNN. I said, look, man, it works both ways. I said, Donald Trump could walk in right now, kill three people for whatever reason, and Sean Hannity on there be defending him. I said, but right. if he walked in and he'd save 12 burning kids out of a church, CNN wouldn't have nothing good to say about him. So it works both ways. These ideologues, they can't think outside of the box. I'm sorry. If you are an extreme liberal and that's all you think, you're an ideologue. If you're an extreme Republican, you're, that's all you think, you're an ideologue. That's all you think of. Right, right. You, you're brainwashed. 
I said this on the podcast I did the other day by myself. I said these people are brainwashed. I said it, you know, people fear about this person speaking and that person speaking. You've already been brainwashed. You've been listening to these politicians and these news networks and everything else and they've been brainwashing you for a long time. To where it doesn't matter what they say, they're right. I don't care whether there's an R or a D beside their name. I don't give a shit. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Right. I mean, just like Sean said, we know about 5% of what happens in our government. Yeah, we'll never know at all. <clears throat> There's so much that goes on behind closed doors, we'll never know. It's not made right. public. But. Well, I do find it interesting that back in 2012 during the debate, Mitt Romney brought up the idea that Russia was going to be a problem in the yeah, coming years. Yeah, he did. Years. I remember that. He did. Yep, yep he did. I remember that. And he got mocked for it. And I, yep. I believe I believe of President Obama at the time said something like the 1980s called and they want their foreign policy back or something like that, well, meaning that wrong. the Cold War was over. And and he and and afterwards the liberal media just tore into him. They just you know mocked him and everything else. Now all of a sudden, and and what's interesting is is both sides have flip flopped on this. Back then conservatives were like, oh, Mitt's right, Mitt's right. You know, Russia's bad. Yeah. Russia's bad. Yeah. And, and the liberals were saying, oh, he's living in the 1980s. Okay, now here we are in 2017, and the liberals are talking about Russia like they're the Antichrist. And conservatives are saying, oh, they're no big deal. They're a friend. We want to get along with them. It's just they they completely flip-flopped on this. Both sides did. Yeah. That's what's Yeah, Russia's crazy. going to be an issue whether anybody wants to accept it or not. It will be. I don't know to what degree. But it will be. I don't know if we'll have another Cold War. I can't say. I have no clue. I'm not beyond saying nothing can happen. Because we, our, our relationship with now with Russia is not what it was five years ago. By no means. So. Uh, yeah, I think Mitt Romney hit the nail on the head. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was right. Yeah. He was right about. I thought it, I thought he was right then. To be honest with you, just because of my own concept of different things, but <laughs> I thought he was right then. Uh, I was shocked at how much you know, like what Obama said, and some of the other people that you know how he got such bad damn press over it. But yeah, I thought he was right then. Uh, OJ may be out as early as next week. Really? Yeah. He comes up for parole, and I'll tell you what, if it don't happen next week, which I think it very, very will be, he will be out of prison. He's getting older, getting on up in years, and what he's in for, it's not a charge that he needs to stay in prison for the rest of his life. Now, whether he did the killings or not, it, still, it was found not guilty, and of course, a lot of people think he did. Oh, yeah, that's you know? over. Yeah, and no that, matter. That, yeah, and, that's uh, over. Yeah, you might have your own personal view. I think he did, but everybody's got their own personal view. But that don't matter. He was done tried and been, he'd been acquitted for that. If he had to took that shit, just took that shit out of this place, he wouldn't be in jail today. Right. So what? So he probably will be paroled. I would say probably. I think I think he will be. And you know, I don't know. I, I knew something. You know, the only thing I remember, I'll never forget. This is the one thing. Is I was in high school during the trial, and I'll never forget when he was on, in court. And he kept saying when, I, when he got released and he was found, you know, acquitted or whatever, found not guilty. And he goes, 
I'll not rest until I find my family's, my, my kids, or my wife's killer or something like that. Man, the damn next day. Next day. I'm talking about he didn't even wait a fucking week. The next day, they showed him on the golf course holding his thumbs up with a club in the damn air. <laughs> yeah. Smiling from ear to ear. I'll never forget it. I'll, I don't, I remember that, that's, that's, that like burned in my mind as soon as I saw it. I said, holy shit. I said, I thought he was out looking for the killer. Yeah. I mean, God. I thought, man, the nerve. I do want to mention this before we get started into something else here. These, uh... A union filed lawsuit in Western Michigan. They filed an they filed a lawsuit this union did against Western Michigan, the school, because they hired goats to clear 15 acres of land by you know eating the grass. Said it was inhumane, I guess. Apparently, now let me say this: I love animals. And I don't want to say cruelty to animals. But do you really think this is fucking cruelty to animals because you buy some goats and you're taking care of them and they're out there cutting the grass because they're eating it? And that's what they do, isn't it? Yeah. Don't they eat grass? I mean, I'm guessing, yeah. Is Sean, I mean, you can ask Sean that's listed. Hell, they do that all over the place in Georgia. If you got a lot of land, you won't want to have to them cut the grass all the time, buy some damn goats. I mean, I can understand if you're out there with a whip and you're beating the shit out of them, go eat that grass, goat. Eat the grass, goat. But I mean, shit, it's doing what it was made to do. Right, right. How the hell? I hope this lawsuit. If I was a judge and that was even brought up to me, I'd take it and I'd look at it and go, look, this damn case is dismissed. Get the next one here. I got to do some serious shit. This is bullshit. <laughs> right. I would close that as fast as I looked at it. I couldn't believe that when I read it. Well, remember the man uh, who shot, it was a serviceman in Russia. He shot the uh, shot a guy because he was uh, evidently ridiculing Putin. I don't know. I'm not sure I know about that one, but go ahead. Well, he got sentenced to 20 years in prison. Really? Yeah. Uh, in Russia, and I always, if I'm not mistaken, if this is one of the ones, that there's more than one, I believe, I believe this is one of the ones that they always thought Putin might have actually had it done, you know, had it done, not him do it himself, but uh, had it done. Yeah, uh, I don't he know. wants you to do a Casey case of rip, Sean. He, he, he keeps thinking you. He keeps saying you sound a lot like Casey Kasem back in the day. The uh, oh. red, the radio guy. <laughs> he wants you to one day do a Casey Kasem rip. You have to do a commercial, do a Casey Kasem, and I'll put it over here one day. It'd <laughs> be funny. Yeah, he always tells me you got a good radio voice, as far as like Casey Kasem style type radio voice. Oh, okay. But uh, I don't know if he did. You know, that's but he did get twenty years in prison. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was a journalist. From over there, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Should Britain cut ties with the Brexit, with the Euro, when it's coming up? That's what it's involving, if I'm not mistaken. Is Britain uh-huh. cut, cutting ties with the uh, the, e, the European Union? What do you think? 
Well, they already voted on it, and the vote this was is deleted. an appeal. Yeah, this is an appeal, I believe. Okay, so I think it comes up. Next yeah, week. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how their laws work, but if, if is the appeal for another vote? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Because uh, if, it, if they're just going to go ahead and do it, then they would be subverting the will of their vote. See, and I don't, I don't know how that works in Britain, but I, I guess they would have to do, have to vote again. Hmm. If they do, or if it is official, they have cut. I don't know if you know. I'd have to look into it. How many countries make up the EU now? Oh, I'm not sure about that. Okay. There's a number of them, obviously, but I don't know. I know back in the – now, back in – this has been, good Lord, this has been, shit, 15 years ago at least. There was 13, I think. But I don't know. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. But, yeah, it was somewhere around there. But that's been, like I said, that was 15 years ago, somewhere in that range. I was just wondering curiosity's sake. Uh, Two Live Crew – this is Matt letting me know if you're a Two Live Crew fan – Fresh Kid Ice of the crew, Two Live Crew, died this morning of mysterious health reasons. I believe he was the drummer. Yeah, that was old school rap back in the day, right there. Now I wouldn't have that's some that's some old school. I ain't know that stuff. They wouldn't these kids that listen to rap now wouldn't know shit about that. Yeah, I wasn't a listener, but I've never been a listener of rap. Period. To be honest with you, um, I like Run DMC a little bit. I listened to a little bit of the Fat Boys back in the day. Uh, I like Salt and Pepper. I like them. Yeah. MC Hammer, you know, I didn't own the pants, but I did dance to a couple of his songs. But no, I didn't own them big ass pants. But you know, <laughs> salt, salt, salt and pepper. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about them. Go ahead. But back in those, back in the day, I used to belong to what were called record pools, and a lot of the top DJs in the given area were given advanced copies of mostly dance music, and they would come out in twelve inch singles. And we would get them long before you'd hear them on the radio. Mm. And quite frankly, most of them were going to go nowhere. Right. Okay. Right. So what we would do is I had a couple of DJ friends. I ha- and I had a – this was my old studio. I used to have an old studio in my, uh, in my attic at my old house. And – my DJ friends would come over and we would listen to these 12 inches and we would get them. We would get a box, I believe once a week and we would play these things. And I would always predict this song is going to go nowhere. This song is going to go nowhere. And, you know, occasionally I'd come up with one. This is going to be big. I got, when we got the 12 inch of Michael Jackson's, the way you make me feel, I knew that was going to be enormous. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So we kept that one. And, you know, and we used to have this in my studio. I had these two stacks of speakers, and there was this little pit in the middle of them. And the songs that we would say would go nowhere would throw it in that pile. And I, I got to say, I was probably right 999 times out of a thousand. I was wow. right. Okay. But the first time I played Push It. <laughs> I flung that thing in the pile. <laughs> oh man, that was a great song. That, that song is going nowhere. Yeah. And that was that was probably one of the ones that I was the most wrong about. I couldn't have been more. It wasn't. But two months later, man, I was going through that pile looking for that. <laughs> I was trying to find that sucker. Yeah, I remember. I remember exactly how old I was um, when I was when Pushy came out, and one of the reasons why I can remember it is. Um, it had been in the early 1988, 
and we were having a birthday party for me when I was 13. My dad headed to his house for me when I went to visit him. Right. And he invited a friend of mine that I didn't know. I knew him from school, but didn't know him real well. And it was a surprise birthday party. And I didn't even know Daddy knew these people. And all lo and behold, he invited this kid over to be at my birthday party that I didn't know, not really know. And it turned out to be probably one of my best friends ever. That's was Johnny who lives in Georgia. And uh, he ended up, I was, I was 13. He had his sister over there and everything. And I remember because we right. were dancing, me and his sister, were, all of us were dancing to that song. So that's why I remember it coming out, Push It to that song. That was, that was a great song, man. I thought it was good. I don't know if I'd have been in the same shoes of what I would have done, you know, in your case, you know, but I did, yeah. When it hit the radio, man, it was, it was a hit. Oh, yeah, but, it was uh, big. Well, I'm the same way as you are. I can listen to a song like I had a, a friend. I was working at this convenience store, and she said, I got a friend who's got a record. She wants me to play uh, you to listen to it because I've always had a pretty decent ear for music and want to know if it'll go anywhere, you know, if it'll, if it'll happen. So I said, well, I'll listen to it, see what it sounds like. And I went back here and they played it, and I said, well, I'll be honest with you. I said, uh, it's not a bad group talent-wise. But I said, as far as them ever being on the radio and making it big, it won't happen. They're pretty much just a bar band. Right. I mean, and they've never went nowhere. I mean, I knew they was just a bar band. And you have these people that that they uh, – I had this one group person, that this one group that played in Georgia. They said that if they got a million dollars in the, in a book, in a briefcase and had the money in there, and it was offered to them for a contract. They turn it down because they just love playing that bar. Right. I said, "Yeah, that's because ain't nobody brought your ass a million dollars here, put it on the damn table." I said, "You turn it down, I'll be looking slap you upside the damn head." But be open with music. I, I'm open with music. I just don't listen to a lot of rap because I can't relate to it. That's well, what I've always I, said. That's what I've always said. Podcast. It's not that I hate rap. It's not that I hate the culture or hate the ultra urban or anything like that. I just don't relate to it. I don't listen to shit that I don't relate to. It's not nothing to I me. Mean, it could be hard rock. I mean, if it's a hard rock song and they're talking about something that it doesn't relate to me, nine times out of ten, I'm probably not going to like it. Right. And well, my hi- my history has been with with dance music, you know, in clubs and stuff, and that's that's a little different because. That music has a functional purpose. It's not just to listen to, so to speak. You know, it's how well you, is it going to motivate the crowd? How well is it going to keep people dancing? Blah, blah, blah. And I used to have a lot of fun with creativity with that. I, I used to belong to a couple remix services. As a matter of fact, I still do, even though I haven't worked in clubs in a long time. But um, I had a remix of Achy Breaky Heart that had, that had the beat pattern of Push It behind it. And what I would do is I would play Push It, and if I remember right, the 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 remix that I had needs needed speed it up a little bit. Not I, I won't bore your audience with what beat mixing is, but you basically get the beats to match in your headphones. Mm-hmm. And when you when when you get them, that's what when you see DJs jogging the the record, that's really what they're doing. Is they're they're catching that that hi hat usually, or the a lot of times you, you'll do the low the the downbeat, but they catch that and they listen to it in their headphones. And when you get them synced, then you know you have the right speed adjusted. Then it's just a matter of kicking over the mix in the right song. Obviously, you can't at the right part of the song. You can't overlap the vocals. You can't do things like that. So you know we used to, and that's one of the things we did in my old studios. My my DJ buddies and you know, we'd come up with ideas and find things that mixed and all this other stuff. So what I would do is I would play push it, 
And then I would mix in this other <laughs> this hicky bricky art, and you know it just it, 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 the audience always got a charge out of it because you know the music stayed the same, and it went from ah to don't touch my heart, Mark. <laughs> you know, God, crazy. I hated that damn song. Oh uh, yeah, but it anyway, was a hit. But I hated it when it came out. God Almighty, I hate, I've never liked it, but it was a hit. I'll give a devil his due. But I hated right, that right. damn song. Oh God. I used to really enjoy mixing. I mean, I oh, back yeah. in the, back in those days, I can remember. I, I used to I used to be able to mix word up to into just about any. There was a song that that was real popular at the time by the Whispers called um, Oh gosh, what was that? Rock steady. That's what it was. And I used to play rock steady, and I I could get word up to just go into that perfectly, and and the audience would just love that. They would be out there. And here again, I don't want to bore your audience, but when when you're at a club or whatever, and one song goes down and another one goes up, and even bands do that, they'll stop at the end of a song and then start another. The real idea in a dance club is you want to keep that energy all the time. And just to have that when they're out there dancing to a song and just like magically it's another song or there's two songs playing at once. And it, it really keeps that energy going. And one of the things that we used to do was... We used to plan. There was actually a science behind how we did that because bar managers at that time, when when clubs are really packed, they don't like you to clear the floor because what happens then is the waitresses can't get through. The bouncers can't get through. Okay, And, and, and by the same token, when you have those hot spots where there's a giant you know crowd on the floor then the sales go down because nobody's at the bar nobody so the idea was as you played music through the night you tried to keep an even pace with how many people were on the floor you know a few people Mm -hmm. on a few people off all the time and then you know the energy was was good you had the, the bartenders weren't getting slammed you know people could get through the aisles and uh, we, we actually had a system for uh, the music that we played. And we put a lot of time into planning that. And uh, that, was a, that was a fun time. Those late 1980s through the 90s at the height of, of my nightclub career, that was, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed those years. Well, we used to have a radio station here in Atlanta. That, or not here in Atlanta, I'm in Ohio. But there in Atlanta, when I used to live there, it was back, back in the day. At night, on the weekends, like late night, I guess like 11 up to 3 o'clock in the morning, somewhere in that range, they would do what you're talking about, mixing the beats to where the different songs. Right. They would actually have that on the air during the radio, because be, you could turn on the station and you'd hear two songs going at once and things like that. Right, right, right. And uh, they, they don't, I don't know if they do it anymore. I seriously doubt it because of the way music's changed over the years. Right, but, uh, right. But, um, yeah, I remember when they did that. It was It was pretty impressive. Yeah, actually, at the time, there was a couple of local radio. I never got involved in this. I, I believe I had a few discussions about it. Some of uh, radio stations wanted uh, me to to mix, you know, an hour or two of dance music oh. and and give it to them. And they would they were going to play it like late Saturday night or something like that. Uh, that never panned out for me. But a couple of my buddies did that. A couple of my buddies did that. Oh, and okay. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was um, because now it, it, here again, this is a whole nother discussion, but the the computerization of that, it, it it really is cool, and I have those those programs that do that. But harmonically, I can understand why a lot of those old school DJs, like when you go to New York and those kind of clubs, they're still using turntables because it's actually a real sound. That needle in the groove and everything is actually a real sound. 
Okay, and when you when you do that with one turntable and another and another, and they have all those turntables going, the harmonics of that is really a cool thing. And in, in, unless you've been a clubber your, in, in your life, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But that kind of energy, that 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 real throaty boom 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 uh, underneath the floor was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. That, those were those were good times. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I haven't been to a club in a lot of years as far as what I per se clubs. I'm too old to go to a club now anyway. That's not the, I'm 42. <laughs> I mean, unless I'm working the club, I'm not going to go to the club scene. I mean, I mean, Chris Taylor will go to it. Well, a lot of people like a lot of people like to like to go dance and stuff. And that was something I heard on TV today. They were they were having about some poll is when's too old to go clubbing and all that. And, um, you, you know, going out and dancing, I don't know that that's really Depending on here again, every nightclub has a different atmosphere. Right, and right. Different, it depends on the atmosphere. Yeah, but you know, just to go out and dance and have a good time. I mean, my gosh, I would, I would, I would say that anybody at any age should be able to do that. I mean, what's wrong well, with that? Well, no, I don't mind going dancing, and I don't mind going. But as, right. as, as I get older and mature, my environment's going to mature with me. I don't want to be right. with a bunch of damn eighteen, nineteen year old kids. I don't oh, even no. like talk, I, I don't even like. Saying. I don't even like talking to a bunch of eighteen, nineteen year old kids. Just to be <laughs> honest with you, there's very few right. that could even hold a damn conversation that I even give a shit. About by hearing just being frank i mean because they're just stuff that gets them in 20 years guess what they're gonna say the same damn thing i'm saying right that's just the way we're, that's just the way life works in 20 years i'm probably gonna be 60 saying i don't want to talk to no damn 40 year olds because they ain't got nothing to go. i mean i don't know <laughs> as you mature life goes on you know you you advance yeah yeah, and yeah. You, you, you just don't want to talk about the same thing that anybody else wants to talk about there's very few people there's very few people i could talk to period really be honest with you as far as on a really an intellectual level billy's one of them there's a few because it is it usually sways from the conversation i try to talk to people at work there's a few you could talk to then there's some that just don't right it's just forget it (laughs) it's not going any further than the end of the damn nose right right and god love them i don't have nothing against them and I'm not thinking I'm perfect. You got good sense, but there's just certain. It's not. It's not about what I know. Or that I'm a genius. It's just certain things I don't care to talk about. I don't care to talk about the top forty on the radio because, quite frankly, I don't listen to the top forty on the radio. I couldn't tell you shit about the top forty on the radio. Yeah. Because I don't listen. I don't listen to pop music today. Top pop music today sucks complete and utter ass, in my opinion. Yeah. It's not what it was. That's for no, sure. no. It's not what it was. It still makes a lot of money. It still got a lot of hits. That's not what I'm saying. But it's all damn auto tune now. I want to listen to pop. I'm going to go back to the '80s. Oh yeah, 40 watt. Sean's talking about a club we used to go to. 40 watt was kicking, but I don't know if it's the same 40 watt we used to have. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been in a long time. But it's not the same music. I mean, you listen to the Bee Gees, man. That's some damn good music, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's real good music. You can't even put that shit up to Katy Perry. Come on, man, Dale. Katy Perry don't hold a candle of that shit. Nothing knocking Katy Perry. She's made a sort of sales, but in my mind, she's duped a lot of damn people. And that's fine with it. You got yeah. duped, you bought the records. That's fine. But for me, it ain't worth a shit. Hearing about a firecracker 15 times in a song, I don't need to hear it. 
You got songs nowadays. They got a verse, and then they got 20 minutes, it seems like, of the damn hook. And then another little bitty partial verse, and then five more minutes of that hook. Right, right. What happened to a verse, hook, verse, hook, refrain, hook, and and gone? Nobody writes a song like that anymore. It's got to be like that damn song, all about the bass, about the bass, about the bass, about the bass. I heard that damn so much at fucking work, I was ready to slap that bass guitar upside her damn head. Right, right. I mean, Jesus. Well, you you, you know, in my opinion, <laughs> pop music is pop music. I, I, I don't know that. It, I would probably say as a general rule, pop music of the day isn't what it was in the past. But the real difference is in specific genres. For example, you were talking about rap music and R&B. You know, when I was at the height of my DJ career, there was, you know, Dr. Dre, there was Snoop Dogg, and and with rock and roll, you had groups like Metallica and all these. Oh yeah, what, you, those those two ends of the spectrum, they're not represented today. You don't have a Metallica today. You don't have a Dr. Dre today. No, you know, it, it's it just seems like it's it's a very synthetic time for music. But that's my opinion. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's it's totally different. It's totally changed, man. And we're down to 38 seconds. I didn't even realize. But yeah, uh, I like I'll music. let you close it out. In the close, I don't have no problem with any genre of music. Whatever you want to listen to is up to you. My only key thing is every song should deliver a message. That's the point of music. Whatever that message is, with a decent beat, I don't care about the beat, however it is. But it should be understandable where I can hear the lyrics so I can therefore receive the message without breaking out the song lyrics and reading it. With that being said, we'll be back Monday night. Y'all have a good one. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 U.S. only. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.